We are back for another edition of the Marriage Podcast. What we all need is a little bit of quality time. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast Network, helping you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. Broadcasting from Tuscola, Texas, here are your hosts, Trey and Corey Gibson. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Marriage Podcast. This is the show where we help you find and keep passion and fun in your marriage. The date today is June the 14th, 2013. We are on part three of our series on the five love languages. And today's love language is going to be quality time. That's right. Today we're going to talk just a little bit about you folks out there that love your quality time. What are we talking about? Listening and learning about our partner. Those folks that, that, that feel the most loved and the most cared about whenever somebody's in the room face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, listening and learning, yeah. teaching and talking about each other and getting to know each other just a little bit better. Before we do that, guys, let's jump into our housekeeping for the day. Guys, if you want to get notified of any of the new episodes that come out, there is a quick, simple, and quite easy way that you can do that. You can go to themarriagepodcast.com. Over on the right-hand side, you will see that there is a little small reddish-like box over there that says email notification. Never miss an episode of Corey and Trey. If you enter your name and your email address into that, we promise that what will happen is you will get emails every morning that we put out a new show, which is a lot lower than maybe it should be. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. But we will be knocking out these new shows. We're very committed to it. We want, to hear you, I want you guys to hear us say that we're very committed to this show and are continuing to push this out. So we will be doing that, guys. And if you'll jump on, enter your name and email address, you'll be getting notified. We do that to make sure that if there's that one episode that you really desperately need and you're busy this week and you don't have a whole lot of time and you see that, that, that this is what we're talking about today, maybe you're like, man, I'm a quality time person. You know that you need to pull this sucker up and listen to it on the way to work today and just make that time. Or set it in front of your spouse to listen at. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that, too. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we, we we set that up for you guys' convenience. You can do that, guys. We never spam your email address. We never give it out. Never. We never sell it or any of that kind of jazz. It is only between us and us. Yeah. And us. And us. Yes, completely. Guys, also don't forget we have a Facebook page. You can go over to uh, check us out on the Facebook. If you look over the upper left-hand corner, you'll see where it says RSS feed, Facebook, and Twitter. Those are the different ways you can connect with us, guys. Go jump on those. We love talking to you. We love visiting with you guys, answering questions, talking about funny stuff. We love the suggestions that you guys shoot to us, even uh, uh, things for us to read. We love those kinds of things. Feel free to shoot those over to us, guys. If you want to support the show, you're like, man, I love what Trey and Corey are doing so much. I really want to be a part of supporting that. There's a way to do that. You can actually go over to the sister station, the thefamilypodcastnetwork.com. And if you do that, or guys, you can do the family podcast. Both of those work. But you can go over to the family podcast and do what's called Become a P-Tacker. Now, when we say P-Tacker, that's actually for the Family Podcast Network show. However, it all supports the same cause. If you guys jump over there, you can be a membership at $5 a month, or you can go for an entire year's worth. Consider doing that, guys. Helps us uh, keep the short flowing and uh, the, show, the short flooring. The short flooring. The show flowing. Speaking of not having flow today, I feel like all of my groove. I've lost. You've thrown off my groove. So consider doing that. Support the show. Guys, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, topics that you want us to cover, we want to answer the questions that you guys have for us. If you guys will, jump on over. Ask us those questions. There's several ways you can do that. You can email us at Trey at The Marriage Podcast or Corey at The Marriage Podcast. We do want to shoot out a very quick thank you to the listener who wrote in uh, a while back asking about... um, some questions about what if your husband is missing the mark or your spouse is missing the mark when it comes to uh, your love language? Well, let me let me preface this by saying I am a massive turd 
and I think I've mentioned that before on the show. I forgot to check my marriage podcast mail. And what happens is... Naughty. Is, I know, I know. What'll happen is my computer kind of fritzes out because I try to keep everything pulled up because I'm often an out of sight, out of mind. And then when my computer fritzes out, it takes my uh, marriage podcast mail down so I don't see it. <sighs> Anyways, I'm very, Wait. very sorry to you the know, listener. What? I, I smell excuses. Well, yes. Yes, it is. And I feel <laughs> horrible to the young lady who I say young lady. I'm assuming you're a young lady, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, horrible to the gal who emailed me and it took me like a week to respond. And I just, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. But anyways, Trey and I, after a very lengthy discussion today, decided that we're going to, um, we had, sorry, we had to break and I totally got thrown off my group. Anyways, we had talked about what we we're going to do. We've gotten some listener questions and, and, and we had talked about going ahead and answering before the podcast, but we really don't want to take away from the time of the podcast. So what we're going to do is um, take our listener questions that we've gotten and answer the, is that correct vernacular? Gotten? Got? I don't think it is, had, but it doesn't matter. Hadn't. Anyways, we're going to take the listener questions and we're going to have just a listener answer question yeah. answer yes. program at the end of yes. this um, love language series. So anyways, you are not forgotten. And um, I think uh, I've shot everybody an email who has written in just letting them know that we did get it and we will respond. So anyways, that's just what I wanted to say. So the bottom line, what we're saying is, guys, is the the the. Y'all's questions are extremely important to us. We will get those Very answered. Very important. And, uh, but we really want to honor the time during the show today to stick to the show yes. and then dedicate a podcast much more detailed to y'all's questions. So that way you're going to get a more rich experience. Yeah. And and with that in mind, be thinking of questions you might have. Yes. Uh, over we want love more. languages. Yes, 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 yes. They're rolling will, in, but we want more. Just much like our, our sex uh, podcast that we've done, we, we will spend as many as we need to answering questions. We That's love right. it. That's right. All right, guys, with all of that, is there any other housekeeping no, my wife. You know, and I just, I just want to reiterate. I say this every time, but we will never charge for podcasts ever. We will never charge for podcasts and blogs. They will always be free. All right, guys. Today our topic is quality time. See, this is an important one. If you have, or if you are a person that loves quality time, this one is important. Are either one of us? We're not. Are either one of us huge quality timer? I think. Well, I know as I've gotten older, I've, I've really um, become much more quality time and uh, yeah, you I really have yeah and I think I think a lot of it has to do with just uh kids and and they take a lot of time good point and um yeah. you know really Trey works I'd probably say he works 40 to 50 hours a week just at his job and then um with podcast and blogging and all that stuff I mean gosh that probably takes up what easily another what twenty hours a week, if not yeah, more? Yeah, I'd say so. Yep. Oh, easily. That's not including marriage podcasts. So I mean, just between work, between home businesses, um, you know, and all you stay-at-home moms know that you really don't ever stop working as a stay-at-home mom. But all that to say, I think that that time has become a, a rare and valuable commodity. And I've found as I've gotten older, I value it a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. So let's talk a little bit about what exactly is. Quality time. So we're going to break it down to the dictionary definition that uh, uh, Chapman kind of tears it up into. So quality time, basically, we're talking about this. Giving somebody your undivided attention. That's what we're talking about. It's eye to eye. you know. And I think, and correct me, tell me what you think, Corey, but I think we've kind of confused this with a lot of other subsequent ideas and yeah. thoughts about what quality time is. So for instance, and, and Corey and I have actually, I think, probably said this on the show before, but, but we talk about quality time being like watching TV together. 
by the strictest definition, that is not considered quality time. Now, for us, it is because this one isn't necessarily the most important to either one of us. Yeah. Neither one of us are big quality time people. We don't really, I mean, it's, it's just not that big of a deal to us. And so for us, being, you know, sitting down watching a show, we're also very interactive during our shows. So there is some levels of quality <laughs> to it. I keep the remote next to me to pause. Yeah, we pause. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, like, Corey is, is I, I mean, I call her the, 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 the movie prophet because she'll sit there and, like, <laughs> the opening credits will come up and she'll like, oh, crap, I know what's going to happen. It's this and it's this and it's that and this and this. <laughs> <laughs> it comes true, and you're like, "What the crap? Did you read IMDb on this?" And I believe her that she doesn't. She oh. just, she just, she's able to gauge very quickly on this. But we talk about that. We'll pause and say, "Okay, I think it's this and this and that that's going to happen," or we'll pause and say, "You know, well, what about this topic?" And then sometimes it's just. And pause. Trey's so cute. He even tries sometimes. It's really sweet. Yeah, I get I get one out of every fifty, <laughs> and Corey gets like yeah, forty nine out of fifty. Ones. Don't get me wrong; he's gotten some really big ones. But <laughs> so anyway. All that to say that and sometimes we just pause and Corey might be like, you know, you know what, Corey, you know what Charlotte did today? You know what yeah. Corey did today that was really neat? You know, I was thinking about blah yeah. today. And, yeah. and so we really do. There's kind a lot of, of interaction. engaged TV time. Absolutely. We'd drive somebody else crazy if they were with us. Yeah, they'd be nuts, especially <laughs> if they don't like pausing. They, yeah. would, they would go bonkers with it. So but so this this one isn't so we can able to do that. But let me listen very carefully. If you have a spouse. That is a quality time. Or if you are a quality time spouse, you're the, the, you're the individual that really you need that undivided attention. It needs to be eye-to-eye, uh, absolutely and 100% engaged, listening, learning, right? I know, especially like, you know, the, the, the stereotype is like the, 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 y'all remember the commercial when DVR first came out? I think it was TiVo. And they were sitting, there was this man sitting down watching the, the game and his wife came in and she started talking. And he grabbed his remote and he went doot doot and he paused his game and he turned and he looked at her. And she just sat there and talked and talked and talked and ran and ran on and ran. And she got done and he was still looking at her. And she said those words. You remember what they were, Corey? I don't. She goes, he looked at him and she goes, Oh, you are so hot to me right now. And I don't she walked out of the room. You don't remember that? No, it was uh, it not was the at iconic all. it was the iconic direct or, or TiVo commercial. But it was also a classic example. Of your quality timers. Yeah. They need undivided attention. They need you looking, engaging. They need everything about your body language to be saying, you are important to me and yeah. I am listening to you. Yeah. You know, and one of the ar- biggest arguments I hear with, with uh, married couples and, and quality time is that they're too busy. They don't yep, have time. Yep, yep, yep. They just, it's just, it's too much out of their day. And, and I hear some of you going, God, I can't believe somebody would say that. But I mean, I totally get it. We do that. I, I think everybody does that I at some period of time. Totally. In fact, I mean, just today, Trey called me. Trey, Trey's a late to worker, late to homer. He, he, uh, he's not a morning person. So usually he gets off to work late and comes home late, which is fine with his boss and it all works out. Um, but tonight he called me and, and said, babe, I, I'm running late at work. I didn't get a chance to exercise. Do you mind if I stay and exercise? And, and my comment to him was, I'm not going to be upset if you don't, but it would be really nice to have you home. And I say all that because, I mean, just that that he was going to come home and spend time with the kids and spend time with me before we got everybody down. And also it helps me with my sanity. <laughs> Him spending time with the kids um, gets them out of the house, gets them playing. And, and I love, I mean, I love my children, but it's nice when daddy comes home and spends some quality time with them because it gives mommy a little mm. break. And so Trey did come home and I'm all about us exercising and getting healthy, but there's also that point. Well, I mean, Chapman said it really good. You know, we will always be too busy, but is your busyness worth losing your marriage? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the question. You know, see, I love this. It, when Sometimes, you know, we get this a lot. We talk about, well, Trey, I don't think you understand just how busy that I am. And, and yeah. I mean, there's there may be some truth to that, too, especially with the, the stresses that people experience in their yeah. marriages. And I mean, I get that. You're probably right. But the answer comes down to this. What if I told you that if you show up at my house tomorrow at exactly 6 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time, I will give you four million dollars, no questions asked. What's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to be there. You're going to be there. You're probably <laughs> going to be an hour early. If you don't show up that night and sleep on my front porch, you're going to be there on time. Because yeah. why? You like, make time for what you made important. time. You made time yeah. for what is important Man, to you. That's so powerful too, because we always can say we don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. But guess what? You make time for what's important and i tell you your spouse will sniff that out on you that's right if you're not really that important if you don't value it uh, i mean i'm about to say some things about what i do during the summertime that i'm not suggesting everybody should do but let me tell you what i do uh during the summertime, we all know what happens to, to, to ladies' clothing. I work on a university that it, you know that this has just a bunch of very pretty girls there so guess what happens all the clothes begin to shrink. It's like just it's it's like they <laughs> the threw heat all just shrinks them right up, babe. <laughs> every cotton thing went into that dryer on full blast. You know, <laughs> some of the shirts are tiny and the shorts ride up. So one of the things because my marriage is so important to me, and because I believe that sitting there and, and staring and oogling and, and feasting my eyes on something that is not my wife, because I believe in that being so important, I do what's called bouncing my eyes. When I see that, boing, my eyes bounce somewhere else, or I get very acquainted with the ground during the summer. When I'm walking across campus delivering something, I'm typically staring at the ground. It's not because I have low self-esteem. It's just because I'm just blocking all the, the junk out. You see... I was trained all the way up until probably what? When did we start talking about that? Oh, gosh. When we were dating probably over 10 years ago. So 20 years I was trained that that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to notice how how good-looking girls were. supposed to check out their leg. I mean, I'm not going to get into all that. But I was trained to do that. And so so I fight every single thing that I've ever been taught societally. Why do I do that? It's not easy. Believe me, it's a pain in the butt. It gets annoying. (laughs) You miss a lot of people on campus you probably would have seen and said hi to. But the reality is, it is important to me. And it's the same type of mentality that you have to do whenever it comes to your, 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 your spouse's yeah. love language. Yeah. You know, some of the questions that we're getting in is, what if my spouse doesn't get my love language and really doesn't want to learn it? They want to continue showing me in, in their love language. And we're going to talk way more about this when we do our question and answer. Yeah. Who cares? It's yeah. got to be important to That's you. That's right. That's right. Well, and uh, just a, a really, really quick plug: the the book that Trey read that really got his his mind changing was Every Man's Battle. Yes, wonderful and, book. And I read the book too. It was a really good book. But, anyways, that was just kind of an afterthought. But you know, one one thing that that Gary Chapman writes in his book as a thought is, you know, often as men they have this idea of they need to work their way to the top and they've got to work hard to get mm. to the top. Well, what good is being at the top going to be if nobody's there to enjoy it with you? Yeah, if you've worked yourself out of a marriage and out of a relationship with your children, then it's really not going to do you any yeah. good. So let's move on to another uh, uh, part of quality time, and that's focused attention. And I am 
horrible about focused <laughs> attention. Now, I... Corey, let me def- let me let me defend you before you go into this. My wife is an incredible multitasker. Although we did just read a research article that proves that no, uh, I'm not let me rephrase that that supports convinced. the idea that not everybody can multitask. That they no, can do no, no, what's no, called supports the idea that nobody yeah can nobody truly nobody can truly multitask. But then instead you microtask so that you you you're, certain people get good at devoting quick bursts of attention to individual tasks rapidly. But there's no such thing as the ability to have like multiple tabs open in your Mozilla Firefox or whatever. It's more just about you can only open this one, then you can flash to this. Some people are better at flashing to different ones. But I will say, my wife really does an amazing job, whichever one is true, of juggling multiple things at the same time and really really hearing, recording, listening, and responding to those things. So with that said, go ahead. (laughs) But let me tell you, one of the problems with being... A chronic multitasker is your brain is kind of always ticking. I'm always thinking about 15 steps ahead of of things that need to be done. So even when Trey and I are sitting down and spending time together, I am thinking about what we're going to be doing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it could be 7.30 in the morning. Well, I mean, that's great, and it's great to plan. However, when we are spending quality time together, there needs to be focused attention. And focus attention means just that, having your attention on your spouse. You know, one of Corey and I's favorite times is, you know, Corey's dad left us with one little nugget of wisdom (laughs) that we love. It was, and it was so good. But when we were first dating, he gave Corey the advice. He said, if you really want to know if you can be married to this person, just spend a really long car drive with him. And I actually, you know, is I actually think there's an element of insight involved with that. And but you know, it's one of Corey's and I's favorite times together yeah. is the car time. Corey even hates to drive. I mean, not hates. She really does not like to drive. She would rather do other things than be driving. We I lived in Colorado for many years and we used to drive back and forth to Texas and I hated it. We're talking 14 hours in the car. My parents refused to pull over if you had to go to the bathroom. You had to hold it for hours at a time. We were poor, so we never went out to eat. So we always crapped packy our, our, our packed crappy snacks. <laughs> Do you like that there? Well, what's funny we, is is that, that one time her one of her her mom or her dad actually or stepdad actually made her pee in a diaper as a as an older kid. Yeah, because it was they like didn't want to 10, stop. 11 years old. And, and so and, when you say you and, had to you had to crap a. <laughs> No, I didn't crap it at all. But no, I mean, it was awful. I hated trips. I hated them. I hated them. And I think even though here I am in my mid-30s now, I still kind of have some of that residual just dread of car trips. But it it has now become some of Trey and I's most favorite time together. And, And granted, I mean, one of us is focusing on the road, but that's a lot easier to give your time and attention to somebody rather than... Um, you know, being on your phone or watching TV or making a list of things to do. I'm a lister. I am a list maker. Well, I make you know, lists of my lists. But anyways. Well, for Corey and I, it's particularly good. I, I am a very focused person. When I, when, I, when I bring into a task, I can really focus in on it. And, you know, like some people will say, well, it's very single-mindedness. But it actually really pays off in a lot of things because whenever you've got me, you've got all yeah. of me. But for Corey, again, it's that multi, it's that thinking, it's that processing. What else can we be doing? Let me tell you, I don't discourage that in Corey because it is that, okay, here's what we're going to do at noon, one, two, three, and four that gets us done in four hours rather than done in eight hours, you know, of a day. And so uh, we never discourage that. However, the good thing about the car is, is it's kind of like, it's kind of like going to a hotel. If you're a cleaner and you like things organized, when you go to a hotel, there's just not as much to do because <laughs> other people do, do it so for much. you. Yeah. Right. And so that, that car time really is a, is a good focusing time. So, you know, we're not saying that 
for for the the folks of you out here who who are a quality timer or have a quality timer that you're married to that the car is necessarily the perfect option for you. You may have one of them that gets sick, but finding some venue that yeah. forces that level yeah. of attention. And even when I was reading up on this today, I saw a picture of like a couple sitting in a very secluded place on just like it looks like a dock or a pier. And to me, there's something to that. I mean, outside of the beauty of the water and the sunset, they were watching all that other blah, 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 gooky goo crap. The reality <laughs> is, is that you can see they've selected this very yeah. intimate, alone, to themselves place that really kind of discourages focusing on other things and encourages each other focusing inwards on each other. Yeah. So let's talk real quick about the next kind of the, the component of uh, this, this five love language of quality time. Let's talk about quality conversation. Quality conversation. Let's talk about what those words mean. We all understand what quality is, something that is, that is good, right? We have conversations with people. Sometimes our spouses, our kids, our people at work that aren't quality. They're, they're not depth. They don't, have, yeah. they don't go very deep into things. They don't help us understand each other. They're just, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Okay, good. Right? That's a conversation. That is a dialogue, a didactic dialogue between two people. I shoot one thing to you and you shoot things back at me, right? I mean, that's, that is a conversation by definition. But is it quality? No. What are we talking about when we say quality conversation? Is this right here? Sympathetic dialogue. It's what it's what Chapman called sympathetic dialogue. So what are we talking about? What do we mean when we say that? We're talking about two people and they need to be sharing something like experiences, thoughts, um, feelings, um, uh, and their desires. And these things need to be done friendly, they need to be done casually, and they need to be done, listen to this. Once again, we talk about quality time, yeah. it needs to be uninterrupted. So some of you guys may be saying like, okay, you're talking about sharing experiences, thoughts, and feelings, and stuff like that with that person. Men just shuddered. Guys, I want to remind you, if you have a spouse that is quality time, and you've been kind of raised or told by society that this kind of stuff is, is for the girly girls or the, the girly men or whatever else, guys, listen to me very carefully. I'm trying to get you laid. <laughs> You're going to be girly not getting any. <laughs> I'm so. trying, I am trying <laughs> to get you laid here. Now, remember, this isn't about faking sympathetic dialogue, yes. guys. Yeah. It's not about being – this This has to be authentic. We have to really care about that person, right? You remember when you first started dating, how just enamored you were in learning that new thing about you, and you are just like, oh, my crap and God, that's amazing, right? You love that stuff. That's what we're talking about here. So some of you guys maybe say, you're talking about sharing all this stuff. Aren't this – I mean, isn't this a lot like words of affirmation? It's not. It's actually not. Words of affirmation – Focused on what we are saying to that person. Yeah. Quality conversation, which is what we're talking about here, focuses on what we are hearing. Let's go through that again a little bit differently. Words of affirmation are about building that person up through my you're words. You're so awesome. You're wonderful. You're sexy. You're unbelievable. There you go. Quality conversations is about building that person up by shutting up yeah. and, act, and being interested yeah. in what they're interested in. Yeah. That's what it is. It's about filtering those things and listening and receiving. Yeah. You need to focus in it, with quality conversation. You want to focus on drawing out who you're talking with. And by that, we mean ask engaging questions. And, and you want to you want to do all that you can to try to understand what they are saying and what they are feeling at that time. Because, I mean, anybody could just listen. I mean, your dog can listen, <laughs> but you're not going to get anything out of them. And with quality conversation, your person, your spouse, your, your partner, partner needs to know that you are truly listening to what they are saying to you 
And and with this, and I <laughs> I say this a lot, but it's true. I'm horrible about this. It doesn't mean give advice. Mm-hmm, yeah. It means shut the junk up. Can I get a witness? Mm-hmm. Now there may be times there. <laughs> Trey and I we've known each other long enough now that I can start to say something, and he'll be okay. Do you want me to listen? Or do you want me to give advice? And I'm like, I just, man, I just need you to listen. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're done. And he'll do the same to me because that's, I want to fix things. I want to fix it. You come and tell me about some horrible, awful person at work and what they're doing. So, well, let me tell you, this is what you need to do, babe. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, man, I just, I need you to just let me vent. And I'm like, oh, okay. And for us fixers, that's hard. But for somebody who is needing a quality conversation partner, they're just needing them to listen and to know their feelings and their thoughts and their desires. And once again, one of those desires may be to shut their crap up. So one of the things that I've run into, like in my practice when I used to do the, the when I used to do therapy like stuff, was a lot of times men would look at me and say, "Well." <laughs> Okay, Trey, I understand that we're supposed to ask these questions. We're supposed to draw our spouses out. We're supposed to ask these engaging questions, but I have no freaking clue how to do it. I mean, that's very common. And a lot of times, folks don't necessarily know how to do this. So I'm going to walk you guys through just some quick and simple ways that you can draw somebody out, that you can ask them those engaging questions. Guys, it's not rocket science. You ain't got to go nuts on this. It's very, very simple. It's things like somebody's talking to you. And they finish a sentence. You say, well, tell me a little bit more. Maybe you don't get it. Maybe you don't quite understand. You just say something like, tell me more. Or maybe it's, I don't quite understand. Or maybe it's, reflecting is a really, really, really good one. Guys, remember this one, reflecting. So somebody comes up to you and you say, well, this happened at work, and then that lady did this, and then she did that, and then I got so upset that she had said Mm -hmm. that, and then I came at it, and I was just like, why did you say that to me? And you're over here just like, oh, my goodness. Reflect. So it sounds like you felt upset whenever she did that. (laughs) You're like, really? I'm telling you guys, this stuff actually works. It really, really works. You just reflect it back because what is it yeah. saying? When you do that, what is that saying to a person? And it says you are freaking listening to That's me. That's it. That's yeah. it. And we listen to people that we think are important. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. That is what all of this quality time is about. It yeah. is about the deepest way of communicating to your quality timer. You're important to me. You're more important to me than my iPhone. Yeah. You're more important to me than my episode of Falling Skies. You're more imp- listen to this. You're more important to me than my workout tonight. Yeah, which is what happened earlier with Corey and I. It is about communicating that above all other things available, and there are so many in America to be distracted yeah. with. Yeah. I'm coming to you. Yeah. So do you see how important this is? Even if you don't really get quality time and it's full of sense, I don't think there's a soul out there that can't connect with the importance of that. I think all of us desire this level of intimacy with somebody, whether it's our best friend or whether it's our spouse, who hopefully is your, is becoming your best yeah. friend or is your best friend to begin with. Amen. But this is what we're talking about right here. This is why this is so important is we all can connect with this deep desire to want to be intimate, for somebody to know us better than anybody else and still accept us. And you can't do that, especially if you have a quality timer, if you're not given that sympathetic dialogue and letting people, you know, getting to know somebody really yeah. and authentically. Yeah. You know, one of the things that we need to learn with quality time, because uh, very often quality time includes speech, like mm. we've been talking about, is learning how to talk. And I know that yeah, sounds stupid, no, but it's good. Especially, I'm going to say, especially men, and and I think Trey can definitely agree. Uh, we were taught often not how to express our emotions yeah, properly, men especially. Yep. Um, but you know, even as a kid, you know, children cry about everything, and it's not because 
they just like to cry. It's because it's the only true emotion they know how to express. Good analogy. They may not know how to express frustration, our anger, our fear, our irritable, our pain. So they cry and it's hard for us parents and we get so frustrated with them, but it's not fair because it's the only way they know how to express emotion. And as adults, we're not too much different. Yeah, that's really We've good. We've been told to stifle anger, jealousy, rage. We've been told to stifle all of those emotions. And so as an adult, we have no idea how to express our emotions properly. And so we deflect them. So example being, let's say Trey came home to work and, and goes, man, Corey, I had a really tough day at work. Uh, John Doe came in and, and kicked the door down. I might go, man, babe, how'd that make you feel? Well, you know, I, John Doe just really must've been really ticked about something for him to kick that door down. Okay. No, Trey, I see you're saying John Doe was upset, but how did it make you feel? Well, you know, when he kicked that door down, I guess he was just kind of pissed and it really bent, you know, and so this whole time Trey's dancing around this emotion he's feeling because we don't allow ourselves to feel yeah. properly. Yeah. Trey might be ashamed to say, man, it scared me. Mm. Or he might be ashamed to say, man, it pissed me off. Because we are just taught to deflect our emotions and we have got to learn how to talk. And there's two examples that that Chapman. Oh, these are brilliant. <laughs> these Chapman, are brilliant. They are brilliant. That Chapman gives in the book of of kind of two. Uh, I would say the extremes of what can happen with learning to talk, and and he uses the Dead Seas and the Babbling Brook scenario. So let's let's start with the Dead Seas, and I'm going to say as a generality. General, is that a word? Anyways. Yeah, it works for us. Yeah. <laughs> as a general blanket statement, a lot of times this tends to be men. Um, and a Dead Sea type reaction will be one of none. Somebody may talk to him and just go down the list of things that are going on that day. And and uh, the Dead Sea is just going to sit there and probably stare with a blank stare and not respond at all. Which is not what you're looking for with a quality time individual. Again, going back to quality conversation, we want that individual to be able to engage. Well, how did that make you feel? Well, I see that you're hurt. I see that you're upset. So a dead sea, much like the body of water, receives a butch, but doesn't give anything in return. They're silent. Whereas on the polar opposite, we have the babbling brooks. And the babbling brooks really never stop talking. In fact, they talk so much that often if they can't find someone to talk to, they talk to themselves. That's me, by the way. This is Trey. I am one of the I am outside of the normal dichotomy here. My husband does not stop talking. Ever. And it's hysterical. I nah, mean come on. I mean oh come on. Really? You said ever. Well, okay, so I use an Maybe a little over exaggeration, but he's hysterical. He will mornings he'll be getting ready and we'll be talking back and forth, and then I'll jump on the computer to check the weather or something, and I'll hear him and they're still talking, and he's just talking to himself, happy as a clam. He just goes oh, yeah. and goes. And now I have a tendency to kind of just stifle and not say much of anything. So, and both of these are not good. She frowns. Because I just, she frowns. She just she frowns all day long. 
Even when she's not angry or mad, she's just frowning. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm so it, It's a face of consternation. <laughs> well, it's going to be a face of a butt ton of wrinkles in between my eyes if I don't <laughs> stop. And Troy no, but Corey, to let me get both. Corey really is right about that. I really will. like it. When I'll get in the car, I enjoy it so much. I'll sit down and I will talk like Corey's in the car with me. And I'll just sit there and just talk, 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 talk. And I'll even imagine what she might say and then I'll respond to that. <laughs> I mean, it really is. But here's the problem with this. I think the statistic was... a person only listens for about 17 seconds before interrupting and the problem i do not do that (laughs) (laughs) you know what is so so funny as i was talking to trey about you gotta bring this up and he absolutely cut me off mid-sentence to interrupt me i almost died laughing i want you to imagine this it was like so this is kind of funny trey and then there's this And she wanted me to not talk in there. She had like the longest pause in the what world. What? It was. It was. Oh. I could have popped popcorn in between. You are so full. Of- no, actually, I think your statement was, well, you're talking too much. You don't have a chance. I think that was an actual statement. But anyways, we talk about the Dead Sea and the Babbling Brook because either one of those extremities are not going to be a great mixture when it comes to having somebody who needs quality time and quality conversation. You need to be able to find that balance in there. If you're kind of the stoic stone-faced individual, try to find a way to interject even just a little bit just to let your spouse know that you are listening. And if you are the babbling brook, just just try to pinch it off just for a little bit. Just Just close it just for a minute to let your spouse get to speak. You know the 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 problem with why so, so the you know like a lot of people I think if they they want to be inclined to one or the other that people want to lean to uh, the Dead Sea, and I I think that's because you know the the quiet and reserved is often kind of looked at as as, as a positive and it is a positive there's a lot of positive to it and and the problem that lies with the Dead Sea is that they have a tendency to receive. Right, but they don't. Yeah. They don't give anything. They're kind and, of draining. Exactly. Yeah. And quality time. If if you are a dead sea and you have somebody who is a quality timer, then what's happening is is you're not giving them anything. Yes. You're not. You're not. It's it's not the sympathetic dialogue. It's not two people. Right. Two people sharing experiences, thoughts, feelings, and desires in that friendly and uninterrupted way. Right. And that's the issue when it comes to that. But babbling brooks, it's no different. In this case, they are sending so much that they're not able to receive. So remember, the thing about this is is that quality conversation involves two individuals yes. sharing their experiences. Yeah. And these, these two sides emphasize one or the other. And if you've got a quality timer, even in the slightest way, they need to know that you're willing to send and that you're willing to receive. And that 17%, as you said, 17, right? Or seventeen seconds. Yes, seconds. Yes. I mean that seventeen seconds is very is very telling and revealing too, because a lot of times people need a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah. You want to run us in our last one? Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's run into our last one. It's quality activities, and these are things that include activities that one or both of you have interest in doing, and the interest is in doing it together. Yeah, that's good. And one of the things that I loved that he pointed out was doing something together with a positive attitude. Yeah, you got to do that. Because I have seen with marriages that we know 
close and far away that, man, my wife wants me to do this. And God, my husband wants me to sit and watch baseball with him. So I do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, you know, they're probably not getting a whole lot out of it if you're acting like a giant buttwad. Yep. I mean, that just doesn't do you much good. However, one of the things that it does talk about is some rules of quality activity. And, and before I go into these, one thing I have to point out, when you are interested in going deeper in your marriage with your spouse, it means that you will work on things that you have not worked on before. Yeah. Mm, that's good. And with quality time, if you are not a quality time giver, it's going to take some give and take. You're going to have to start doing some things that you may have previously not enjoyed. Yeah. Before Trey... I was not a gamer. I'm really not gamers now. Or a Trekkie. Or a Trekkie. I was not at all. I didn't watch Star Trek. I didn't play games. But now I love it. I love watching Star Trek. We just went and saw the most recent movie not too long ago. It was a blast. And because I loved Trey and was willing to work with him so that we could find something that we enjoyed doing together, I was willing to make what I considered a sacrifice of my coolness to go and watch Star Trek with them. And now we've watched all the Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager. I mean, we love it. We lo- we've watched them all twice. You were so hot to but- me right now. <laughs> but some of the rules is <laughs> one of you has to want to do it. And I know that may seem like a stupid rule, but if y'all are looking for things to do and y'all decide, hey, let's go run a marathon. Well, if neither one of you are really engaged and even want to do it, I mean, what's the point? Because neither one of you are really going to get anything out of it. So it really does make sense. One of you has to want to do it. The other one is the other one must be willing. And that's a big one to me right now because not too long ago, it, it was Trey's um, birthday. And, and this, and I'll be interested to see how Trey reacts to this. But one of the things um, we don't, we probably only get out, gosh, what, a couple times a year? Mm-hmm. If yeah, that very, much, very rarely, very rarely, we probably see maybe two movies a year. And uh, anyways, Trey wanted to go out to eat and go see a movie. And the whole thing just started poorly. And it was my fault. I, I tried to assume what Trey wanted to do. And ugh, it was just a mess. But anyway, so we figured out where we wanted to eat. And then Trey wanted to go see a movie. What was that movie called? Uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty. I war movies are not my favorite. And I don't mind horror flicks. I don't really like slasher flicks. I like more of the psychological thrillers because I don't appreciate all the blood and guts. But I I despise war movies in the fact that it's real. And despise is a harsh word. It makes me physically ill watching war movies. I, I don't know if it's just sympathy kicking in or what it might be. And so knowing us talking about seeing this quote-unquote reenactment type flick that I had read was supposed to be pretty rough in some parts. I had zero desire to go see it. I was unwilling to go see that movie. And it, it man, that really caused a pretty big freaking fight for us. Are you not going to join in at all? No, you're telling the story fine, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, it, I mean, it was a big deal. And Trey was pissed, and I was pissed. I was pissed that he was even asking me to go see it. He was mad at me that I wouldn't sacrifice going to see it. But here was a deal. We were wanting to spend quality time together, but I was not willing to see that movie. And I don't think, uh, and Trey, you can correct me, I don't think that was wrong. I don't think it was wrong for me to be unwilling to see that. And um, I don't know. What do you think? 
I still struggle with it because yeah. I mean I grew up with the mentality that whoever's birthday it is, yeah. you do whatever the heck they want. I mean, well, as long as it's within moral and ethical reasoning. Yeah. I mean, you well, do. Well, that's that- where we were. We were crossing paths, though. Is I was, I was physically having a hard time wanting to see that flick. Right? I mean, wouldn't that be kind of a moral ethical type thing? Kind of. I mean, in the in the fundamental sense, it doesn't matter because anything. I mean, because it. Because you were unwilling to it, anything anything that I believe about that is called Fair is enough. the use of force. It's Fair the enough. use of force to try to get you to do something, whether it's manipulative force or coercion or physical force. Yeah. And you know, Corey and I both are proponents of the non aggression principle, which yeah. states that you do not use force on anybody for any reason yeah. unless that person is trying to cause harm to you or someone else who's weaker yeah. than them. Yeah. And uh, and so under that premise, I mean, you can't argue it that way, one way or the other. So, but the, I think this is a good one to put in there. I think you yeah. have to put it in there because the reality is, if one of you wants to go to a titty bar and the <laughs> other one is unwilling, yeah. I mean, I think this rule yeah. has to be there. I think yeah. it does because if you don't, and I do believe that I would consider that probably undivided, or <laughs> definitely some divided attention. <laughs> well, you know, one way or the other, it precludes the fact that this is. This is based on moral and ethical decision making yeah. as well, and so you have to be true to yourself. And so this one has to be in there. Yeah, and it uh, and and and, I, and just for the record, the movie sucked. <laughs> it was so awesome. I was so glad it's like. Well, let me tell you what happened. We decided to go see another movie because I, I mean, honestly, I just kind of said I wasn't going to see it, and that's all there was to it. Which I don't know that I've ever done anything like that in our marriage. It was kind of a big deal for as, us. As tough as Corey is, and as, as strong willed as she is. I mean, there's almost, I mean, I can think of almost nothing that she's just flat out told me no yeah. to. And this was one of those things. So we decided to go see another movie. And during the, the previews, the preview for Zero Talk 30 came on. And I was like, babe, just go see it. Because for me, it's not a big deal to go see a movie by myself. I've done it before. It's not. It didn't bother me at all. But I don't know that Trey's ever done it before. So I think he was kind of hesitant about doing it. And finally, I was able to shove him out and convince him to go. And really, I had a great night. I saw the movie. It was fun. I went grocery shopping, ran by the liquor store. All white Trey was watching this movie. And so I went and picked him up and (laughs) I said, babe, how was your movie? And I could see it all over his face. And he was like, um, yeah, it was, it was good. No, I said it was okay, but yeah. I could just see it on his face that it was not that great. And I don't mean offense for anybody who loved it, but it just, I don't think it was what Trey was expecting. I spent an hour and 50 minutes to get to that 10 minute part at the end. I was like, you suck. (laughs) I wanted so, I wanted stealth helicopters and explosions <laughs> and guns the whole freaking time, oh. and all I get is ten freaking minutes of this. Okay, I'm Anyways, done. I'm good. So, we can move on. So, but and also I, I bring all this up to say I mean Trey and I are still figuring this crap out too. I mean we are, and and uh, I mean this isn't something that you read the book one time and suddenly it's all better. And um, and this was an instance that we were going to spend some quality activity time, but I was not willing. To do one of those things. And so that is definitely a part of, of one of the tips. One of the rules. One. One of you has to want it. Two. The other one has to be willing. And then three. Both of you know why you yeah, are doing that's it. That's a good one. And that is you are doing it to express love by being together. You know, one of the Corey's favorites is, is that she likes to go out on the, I, I just, I, I like to, I like to get my coffee and sit on the freaking couch. It's soft. It's squishy. I can lean back. I can talk to Corey. It's great. We have a, a couch that is long enough to land, you know, like a, a single prop airplane. It's so huge. And I just, I like that. But Corey likes to go outside. 
Yeah. So I make it a habit. I would, I would just much rather sit down on the couch and drink coffee. But, you know, one of the things that we do is, is that every time she goes, hey, you want to go sit outside? I feel that little side, just that grumpy side. Oh, my freaking couch. I was just so soft and squishy. And, you know, I feel that. But this is one of the, and, and I love the way that this is worded here. Good, good job on the notes too, Corey. But both of you got to know why you're doing it. It's the yeah. understanding that whenever we take the time to do those things that are important to the other person, especially when we make them high quality, because even outside our conversations are high quality, when you take the time to do that, it's a very good thing. So you, you, yeah. you got to remember why you're doing these things. You may not jump on the idea of going to ballet with your wife yeah. if that's what she wants to do. You may not jump on the idea of wanting to sit down and watch a, a baseball game. I get, Trust me, I get the baseball thing with you. If any of you are feeling that way. Yeah. I get sorry. it. Oops, sorry. Was I snoring? I'm not trying to hurt Anyways. baseball feelings, people. You know, fan. <laughs> I'm a Star Trek guy, and I understand some people are like really it's stupid, and I get it. But the reality is, you both got to understand you're not doing it for the enjoyment of the yeah. of the of the game or the enjoyment of the outside and coffee. You're doing it because it is loving on each other. Yeah. You're building up that love tank or the love bank, whichever one you prefer. Corey and I use the love bank example the most. But it, you're 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 making a deposit. Yeah. You're making a deposit, and sometimes deposits take work, their effort, their energy, yeah. and their time. But the reality is, we all know why we make deposits in the monetary sense. It's because yeah. we're building up so we can buy those things that we want and make sure that we don't go into the red. It's the exact same thing in your relationship with your spouse. Let me just as a as a little quick side note. Trey talks about how he likes to to wake up and sit on the couch, and you know it's funny how how different Trey and I are in many aspects. I enjoy light and bright and openness, and that's one of the things I do I'd too like. now. Just for the record, I, that's one of the things I enjoy about being outside. It's bright, it's open. I can hear the birds chirping. I wish I was out in the middle of the country so I didn't have to listen to anybody else but wildlife. But that's all another story. But Trey, especially when we first met, I mean, his family is a foil the windows, never open the blinds, keep all the doors shut kind of family. And a little bit, a little bit, no, a lot of bit dramatic, but they oh, definitely, they are not. malarkey balls, that you, yacht first okay. house. You name one fam, one people, one person in my family that has foil in the windows. Whenever we first met the house your, your parents lived in, all the windows were foiled. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. They were not, dude. It was the weirdest thing. I had never seen anything like it. I have. My family never... has. My family has never done that. Trey Gibson. They had like this foil stuff that they put on the windows. I remember it was so freaking dark in the living room. It they was were, uncomfortable. For they me. were reflective curtains, not foil. No, it it was reflective metal that was, was plate. No. Oh my god! It was mylar. It was mylar. <laughs> Regardless, it was. Dark. See, the foil insinuates that you tape it in. These were just curtains that you could draw down, and they were just reflective. Dude, were... it was taped in. You couldn't take it off. The... Do you really not remember this? No, it's because they're wrong. There's oh, nothing to remember. It, it's There was foil on the windows. So anyways, point being is that, you know, for me, I don't know if it was growing up out in Colorado, you always open the windows because it was gorgeous and you want to look at everything. So, um... But Trey enjoys, you know, I think he just enjoys being more relaxed on the couch. And, and, and we've gotten to the point now that I really, I really try to be sensitive um, to his needs as well. And I think, you know, I think that's really kind of the story of all of this is being sensitive to what each other wants and needs and, and what love language speaks to them the most. So anyways, moving on. <laughs> but the thing, the thing with quality time is that it will provide memories that you get to bank 
that you can draw from in the future. Yeah, that's good. And so, you know, these times that Trey has made the sacrifice to come and sit outside with me, even though he would rather sit inside. I mean, these are times that are fun to think about. We're sitting outside and watching the hummingbirds that still are not coming to my feeder. Dead gummit hummingbirds. <laughs> and we're watching our kids, you know, ride their bikes out in the yard. And, you know, these are things that, that I mean, we really will remember. And they will have the ability. I mean, they are filling up my love bank. And, and hopefully doing some for the same with Trey. And they're yes, memories that, so. that we will be able to reflect back on. All right. Anything else we need to go over with quality time today? I think we're good. So, guys, we hope that you will take this today. <laughs> Stick this in your pipe and smoke it. Do you have a spouse that is the – oh, oh God. Oh, that's what we're going to do real quick. we got to run through these. So what should you do if you discover that your spouse is a quality timer? We're going to go through, I think, about six different things that we recommend, just some things that you can do. Remember, this is not an exhaustive list. This isn't exactly what you should do. For the type A's, don't follow this one through five and expect success, but draw off of these that are definitely a good fit for you. So number one, I, reckon, I, I recommend that you organize like hangout times, guaranteed times that are you and your spouses, that you're going to do this quality time, devoted, no distractions, etc. Corey and I do it our coffee fellowship in the morning. We get up. It's one of our big things that we sit down and we drink coffee together. It's one of our things that we try not to ever, 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 ever sacrifice. We can sacrifice on a lot of other things, but this is not one of them. Number two, whenever somebody speaks to you, turn off your TV, put down your phone, put down your iPad, stop playing with your Sudoku. I don't care what you got. Stop, focus, eyes, boom, bang. You got to make sure that they understand that you're saying you are more important to me. Do something like surprise them with taking them to the park one day or something like that. Go by, pick them up at work, and take them out for your lunch break. Do something like that. And guys, I'm telling you, this actually works for adults. This isn't some cheesy, sappy stuff. But if you've got a quality timer, this kind of thing can be golden money in the bank. You want to talk about a major deposit, those kinds of things can be a big deal. At bedtime, whenever your spouse starts to talk about their day, I'm going to give you guys this fantastic piece of advice. Actually listen. Did you get that? Actually listen to your spouse whenever they want to start talking to you. Don't fall asleep. Don't start getting distracted. Give them your complete and undivided attention as though they are the most important thing in the world. I know that sounds Which silly. they are. They are. <laughs> Focus on them, guys. It's very, very, very important. And then last, guys, don't be afraid to sign up for like a class together. Yeah. I mean, that could be golf lessons. That could be a, an art class, Bible studies together. I mean, find something that you guys go and do that is a part of being together. So then... You've got a weekly date, and you got something fun that you can learn about together and talk about whenever you're done. And let me jump in on that one real quick. Be sure to make it something that you and your spouse can agree on together. I love golf. I'm horrible at it, but I love it. But I know that Trey would not enjoy us doing golf lessons together. Whatever, man. I no. smoke you every time. <laughs> you did smoke every time. You smoked me last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, smoked me off the map. It was it was pretty bad. But anyways, all of that saying is that uh, I would enjoy golf lessons, but I know that that is not something Trey would enjoy. So try really try to work hard to make it something that you would enjoy doing together. And then the last one, guys, number six, we recommend, you know, sit down. I mean, uh, kind of branching off what Chris talking about here for number six, you know, make a list of the things that you guys like to do together. Yeah. I mean, don't be afraid to plan this out and get strategic or else if you're not careful, you're doing something that one loves. And I think the other one's thinking it's wonderful. Woo and the other person's over there going, God, I hate this. Yeah. Sit down. Be open. Be careful with how you word things. Don't If you don't like golf, don't tell them, God, golf is crap. I hate this. Don't say it like that. 
be kind, yeah. be polite. You know, yeah, I really, I don't enjoy golf because I'm so bad at it. Or I don't enjoy golf because I get tired. Whatever. Yeah. Be open, be you know, gentle and kind, and make those lists of the things that you guys can do. And even if you boil it down to two things, that's great. Start yeah. there. And what I'll promise is, is the, the closer that you become through doing these things that y'all like together, you start to get to a point where you're willing to get up and go out on the front porch and drink coffee with your spouse in the morning. It just gets easier because you just want to show them how much they're important to you. All right. Anything else, Corey? I think we're good. We're good. Did you want to take us out? You want me to take us out? No, go for it, babe. Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us for episode 26 of the fam- of the Marriage Podcast Network. I always do that. <laughs> I always, I'm guaranteed once or twice. <laughs> well, not only that, he's getting ready to record it after we record this. That so is true. in the zone. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate you. We value your time. While you're here, guys, consider shooting on over there. Remember, we want to know your questions, your comments, your thoughts, right. the topic that you want to hear about. I will about. answer your freaking emails. Well, I, I'm going to I'm gonna say this so we can hold Corey's feet to the fire. I, I am willing to set her phone up so that way she will get those email notifications on her phone in a mailbox that says Marriage Podcast Network. There we if go. She'll let my, if she'll let me do it. So we can hold her feet to the fire for next week. So, but guys, don't forget, there's several ways you can do that. You can always email us at Trey at the, family, the Marriage Podcast Network or Corey <laughs> at The Marriage Podcast. Also... Guys, if you look over the right-hand side, I forgot to mention this in the earlier part of this, but if you want to leave a voicemail and you have a microphone connected yeah, to your computer, that's always fun. click on that Ask Trey or Corey a question. Whenever you do, it will deliver this little email uh, straight to our computer once you report in, and we'll see about getting a question on the show. Guys, don't forget you can always email us to those methods we talked about, but also you can jump over to Facebook on the site, and you can always yes. instant message us. A lot of people seem to like doing that. Yeah, and, we have a uh, lot of Facebook messages. I love it. Here's what I'll say. If you do it that way, both Corey and I will get a message, yeah. and I will know. <laughs> that we got a message uh, on that is that way as well. So, guys, we want to connect with you. Come join up with us. We That's really right. love answering your questions and talking about the stuff you want to talk about. Hey, if nothing else, hope you guys have a great week, and we will see you next week. Next week. Next week.